0: This is an audio wool original.
1: This episode of Fright Day is brought to you by Drinks of Hell Chipotle Hot Sauce by Fright Day. Bold Chipotle flavor blended with habanero peppers for just the right burn, kissed with garlic and passion fruit, zero human blood like none at all. Visit shop.frightday.com before the first batch disappears.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com
1: slash Oh no,
0: is this going to upset me?
1: No, I don't think this is going to upset you. So I left Buffalo at 3 a.m., took an Uber to the airport. Oh my lord. My Uber driver, <laughs> interesting character. I told him why I was in town, I was at a film shoot, and then I have this podcast. And this is the conversation I got. We <laughs> go back to year 51, that horse um, or whatever his name said it was a flying saucer. And he turns around but later that day. He said it was a butterfly, full crap. He knew what it was. And those soldiers are trained, and on top of that, on his deathbed, he said it was, a, it was, it was real. This stuff is real. Roswell. Talking about Roswell. I, I agree with you that I, I think some he saw something and was told something yeah. else that he needed to say. But I think it could have been some military technology, something like that nope. that he wasn't allowed to talk about.
0: You're uh, fucking wrong. Uh, I agree. Where did Devry repost this? I don't, think.
1: I don't know. That, that was their excuse. Maybe on the podcast channel. Oh. I think that's. But even one of the biggest
0: sight he's ever seen was in Arizona. Uh-huh. Did um, you say here the episode biggest? numbers those No, to? I
1: should have. I really should have. But that he, guy
0: would have been a lifelong listener.
1: He goes on for ten minutes. up his name from uber but i'm also at the same time nervous my other driver when i got in the car she was listening to anti-vax right-wing extremist talk radio so the folks of buffalo man <laughs> at least the drivers wow it is Friday. day i'm your host byron and the benefits of a plant-based diet are substantial and many it's more sustainable high in nutrients and may even protect against certain cancers However, for most folks, dabbling into life-taking for nourishment doesn't spiral into an out-of-control, witchy, euphoric bloodlust. We'll talk about all of that tonight as we review The Addams Family's Hellbender. I'm joined tonight by Kelly. Oh, that is funny. I didn't even think it is The Adams Family. And Sam can't make it because he's investigating a potential mountain lion attack. Oh, he is, yeah. Yeah, so I gotta tell ya. Flew in from Buffalo, and boy are my arms tired. <laughs> Uh, that actually got you. <laughs> Just, it was pretty good. I half expected to uh, to be on the porch already because it's nice outside. It's getting close. All I the mean snow melted.
0: It might be next week. I was actually looking no, at the temperature. No, it's not. Okay. Hold on. No, next week it's well, Wednesday, uh huh, when we record well, midday, I guess it's
1: actually. Well, you think we're, if we we no.
0: record midday on Wednesday? Can we not. I just don't want. No, it's gonna be twenty-one.
1: Good. We okay. won't do that. It's too cold to be outside. <laughs> I don't want. So birds maybe when you get tripping, back, snow plows beeping as they come. I oh, love it. Well, maybe when you get back too. Yeah, we're all. I don't know when this is coming out, but we're going to be Sometime. doing some other stuff. I'm heading yeah. to Austin. You're heading to DC. Going for the to
0: DC protest, of course. Did I tell you about my mom's really fun idea? What would that be? So we've. T- I've told you. About about how in disney world we do hidden mickeys like little There's mickey little mouses gold, gold that are mickeys right no not even gold it's like abstract they're like hidden in different design patterns oh, and sure. some of them are giant some yeah, of them are yeah. tiny
1: most of them are racist mickey no he's yeah, not mickey's racist, a racist no mickey's not a racist well, at all he is oh I'm no st- he's not a racist he's um, the steamboat captain no
0: he's not a racist My mom suggested that we do the same thing, but we look for Freemason symbols everywhere we go.
1: Oh, in D.C. So
0: I'm going to take pictures of all the Freemason symbols Uh, I can find. I think you're going to be too busy filling
1: up that big truck with gasoline. That is true. Honking. Yeah, they
0: spent so much time idling. Yeah. Like, how are they that
1: rich? They're not. That's the sad thing. Those things, I can't even fathom. You can't fathom driving a big old truck across this country in a big old convoy? Who's funding? (sighs) Uh, The opposite of Soros. I don't know who that would be. It's okay. Coke I think brothers? hopefully that there's only yeah, one alive right yeah, I think so currently the Koch brother yeah mm-hmm. but I think I think that's probably gonna be all done by the time you get down there maybe oh who knows but yeah by the way I mean you more than anybody would be able to give me a timeline end on that I'm sorry I've been uh, MIA I was living the life in Buffalo New York I was on the set of Brandon's film looks spectacular beautiful he walked me through the plot this thing is gonna be a you're go- gonna spoil it now of course spoiler Act one scene one he's got the pages right I would never You would never? I would never do that. I think you would. While I was there, though, I I caught up on some... Well, maybe we should... What's going on over there? Sorry. Sorry, just listening to some... uh... Andrew Jenks. Sorry. Didn't mean I don't to. know who that is. You don't know who Andrew Jenks Doesn't is? matter. I watched a movie that I think you might enjoy. Ooh, what is it? It's not a staff pick, or else I'd play the music. <laughs> right now. The 2002 film um, Scooby Doo. I've seen every Scooby Doo <laughs> movie that's ever been released. I just thought you'd be proud of me. Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prinze Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellard, Linda Cardellini. 2002? Cardilani. 2002. It's got a Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, in there. I know. I know. Lula uh, Fisher. It's Mary Jane. Yep. It, it, it's pretty good. I don't know why we watched it. We also watched I Am Sam for some reason our friend is weird but wait why why those m- i would imagine he'd be like hey you gotta see this the guy who you turn to for oscar predictions and, I and do. must see films at the end of every year i do made me watch scooby-doo that's weird yeah but it's not that bad it was fine
0: i mean it is it's it's actually a pretty fun movie but it just seems odd given all the you're options. telling me
1: you're telling me kelly okay but uh, i guess i got a quick genre break while i was over in uh buffalo new york talking to conspiracy theorists driving me around in ubers that was kind of interesting that is really fun Unexpected. i still imagine amad-
0: you i mean you have contact info you can get him our okay. link right
1: i mean i guess i could send him a, a quick message on on uber i wonder if you can do that later he was a fun guy talking all about aliens i
0: love it byron you're gonna be really proud of me because i i was listening to some of your stuff oh yeah i learned something that's what
1: i'm saying is i didn't have time i fell fell behind on all the the craziness that's going on in the world right now this
0: is this is very old so it's not like i'm on top of it but i am sure you mentioned this to me some point but i have zero recollection of this and i was Uh listening to this show I guess just backing up a little bit. I went through this rabbit hole. Have you heard of the Trojan horse letter?
1: No, I don't think I have. Okay, so
0: it's a New York Times podcast, and it's about this letter that was sent to a school district in England in 2014, mm-hmm. and it was like this crazy Islamophobia thing that...
1: Late 2013.
0: ...spun out of control. It's a really interesting investigative report... It's this Pakistani-British doctor who's decided to become a journalist, and mm-hmm. he manages to get the guy who made S-Town on board, and the two of them go around
1: and do this. Oh, cool. It was so good. It was great. They compare it to the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. That's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: it was fascinating. It was really, really interesting, really good podcast. And then I was painting my closet, and what, so what I just... color? White. Oh. Yeah. Boy. Um, This brown color that's been every inch of our house forever. I'm like slowly... I covering see. it yeah yeah but i had to take all the clothes out hang up plastic and then i had paint you're and then talking about your very ag- i had to paint and then i put it back in large so it was a long walk-in long, closet it was a well i was hiding in there for most of the day today so when that was over then i listened to this really interesting podcast called love thy neighbor okay unfortunately I only got the first three episodes because the rest of them are still behind a paywall and i was actually not Opposed to paying for it, my hands were just literally busy, and I had to tell Siri to play something else for me. Hmm. So this is about the four days in Crown Heights that changed
1: New York. This
0: crazy riot slash war. I mean, it's much more complex than this, but primarily between Hasidic Jews who lived there and Caribbean Americans who had immigrated. And there was this accident that happened, and it anyhow also very very fascinating. Sure. But I got through the first three episodes of that, and I was like, oh, you know, this Andrew Jenks, he. Does gangster capitalism, which He's is one of your new I favorites, I really love it. Yeah. And he has this other show called What Really Happened. And so I started playing the What Really Happened episodes. And the first two were on Jeffrey Epstein. I was like, I can't hear anymore about Epstein yeah, right now. So I went to there. I went to episode three, which was the QAnon mob murder. Anthony Camello raised eyebrows as he appeared before a judge for the
1: first time today. He had the words "Maga forever" and "United we stand" scribbled on the palm of his hand, which he flashed at cameras in the courtroom. The 24-year-old was arrested over the weekend. A couple of days after police say he intentionally crashed into cali's suv with the truck then gunned down the reputed boss of the gambino crime family a motive is still a little unclear but this does not look like a mafia hit that was a really interesting case yeah and i was like
0: wait a second because I, I remember the mob guy getting killed i remember nothing about the Q connection to it, and I was like, "Byron's going to be so mad at me because I know that he mentioned this. He must have told me about this at some point." Anthony Camello, yeah, yeah. I was like, "What?" And he's like, writing it on his hand in the uh-huh. courtroom.
1: Yeah, he's a cool guy. What? Really fun. And they used it as his defense. What are you going to do? I, I believe actually, Travis Viewer from Q on Anonymous was some sort of witness. In they this? interviewed
0: him yeah. in the episode
1: pretty interesting uh,
0: super interesting
1: don't touch I'm my sorry. mic don't touch my sorry. mic Sorry, it was Jesus. super interesting
0: well, so yeah i kind of
1: you probably know more about that than i do at this point it
0: was only a one episode thing oh, it wasn't sure, like a whole sure, series sure. on it it's just a one-off but yeah i think you would like this podcast there's an episode on nexium billionaires murder barry and honey sherman mm-hmm. lift ride from hell he's got one on jesse smollett the heiress before the heiress became super famous he was ahead of the game on that I mean, there's like an episode on Kanye.
1: Oh, don't get me started. I bought 35 STEM players thinking it'd be a hot commodity. It's a STEM player? It's the only way you can listen to Donda 2, the new album from Kanye West. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's a bad investment. But I mean, it seems like you spent your closet painting time pretty well this week
0: yeah yeah i did i felt pretty darn good about it actually how do you feel and i've been about... playing a lot of wordle
1: okay well how do you feel about going back to work mm, i mean okay because these dvd copies of without a paddle sorry matthew lillard aren't gonna put themselves away yeah. it's time for staff picks. they say so much but they never tell you if it's any good Mom in it. The Howling horror straight ahead.
0: So, because I feel like this is a conversation we would have in the movie rental store as well.
1: Okay.
0: Do you think Jack White is a good guitarist? Yes or no?
1: N- no, I guess. Really? Yeah, I don't really don't. Sam mean, and I
0: got in a fucking fight about it today.
1: Oh no! Were you watching? Does this get loud? Actually.
0: It started because I saw the some, name of that movie? I saw some video that had the Edge and Jack White watching Jimmy Page it play guitar. Get, it
1: might get loud, it's the name of that movie. Okay.
0: So I saw some clip from it. Yeah. And actually Jimmy Page in that clip which was like 15 years ago why are we talking about one of my friend's husbands and i was like i sent her a message was like you guys should get all the free shit because he looks like jimmy page or at least like jimmy page did 15 years ago then i was talking about how much i love jack white and Sam was like god he's so overrated i love jack white i I mean i don't know anything about him as a human i really love his music
1: weird okay i saw him play at south by southwest once he's fine yeah i saw him play too at uh samsquatch sasquatch music festival of course saw everybody there do i think he's like a, a talented Musician, I mean, more really so than some, so. but not compared to a lot of people. You don't think he's
0: incredible? Like, you don't think he's no. oh my god amazing? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I think he's oh my god amazing. And then we fell down the rabbit hole talking about Tom Morello. He's like, yeah, it's like Tom Morello. I'm like, you're, Are you fucking kidding? You're me?
1: a freak, Kelly. You have really bad taste. I probably <laughs> you do. Have the Worst taste. I probably do. <laughs> That's okay. I
0: still like them both muchly.
1: You like fucking corny dudes.
0: I mean, I like their music. Yes
1: just as bad but it's okay I it's like, fine kelly i like
0: their music it's
1: okay what kind of movies do you like weird episodes so far i mean I just, I like you know what this movies. is it's because we haven't seen each other in a while this is nice I we're catching know. up a bit i know do you want me to start
0: I like scary movies all right what
1: kind of scary movies witchy ones
0: i wanted to do family focus rather than witchy witch. are yeah, you yeah. doing are you doing i got a witch one witch? yeah right, you go witch i go family well i
1: haven't been yelled at in a bit Here we go. Uh, How do you feel about Robert B. Cummings, Lords of Salem? Is
0: everything all right? No. The curse the Lords of Salem, possessing the souls of the Salem women, which the devil's child would inherit the earth. Satan, come Come to us. us. It's the only one I don't hate. Yeah? You remember that picture I got of Creature where she looked almost identical?
1: She was almost pulling a Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. Speaking of, a radio DJ in Salem, Massachusetts, played by Sherry Moon Zombie, is plagued by nightmarish visions of vengeful witches after she plays a record by a mysterious group known only as The Lords. This movie's super fun. The first time I watched it, I projected it onto a sheet in a field uh, in McCoy Farm. Uh, oh, yeah! No one showed up. It was just me and my pal Dennis. Up. Well, he, I'm sure you were invited, but you were. I doubt it. But you're probably right. Yeah. Sorry, but it, it was really a nice way to watch that movie. think it's the most underrated Rob Zombie film. It's it's a slow burn, which is not really what he's known for. And I I like that he kind of went out of his comfort zone with this. Uh, It's also the most restrained Sherry Moon zombie performance. Yeah.
0: And I'm going to go ahead and rephrase that for you. Okay. The least make me want to fly to wherever she is and cut out her vocal cords so I never have to listen to her recite another line.
1: So it's kind of like Sherry Moon is to you the same as Tom Morello is to Me.
0: Yeah. You really hate him that much? He's not
1: good. Well, you really hate her that much?
0: Okay, but she's really annoying. What do you not like about him?
1: His music is fucking cheesy as hell really nice he is nice and i I think politically we probably align but i just think his his shtick is not vile this movie however um sherry kind of carries this thing too but um yeah i think she did a great job in this jeff daniel phillips the john six score is one of my favorites so much so that it may be the byron serial corner theme in the background of that uh maybe (laughs) just might be we got legends like d wallace mcfoster ken Faree foray
0: hooray three
1: and you just said the two that i said
0: well i was just making sure that you could make both of us oh, sound okay. smart oh, by my. both of us having <laughs> i do appreciate ways. that okay
1: spoiler alert that's how it usually works yep, it <laughs> and is. it's Sid, Sid hag of course but um yeah i i like i like this movie a lot and i i really do want to revisit it because i, I think i've only seen it once i think it was, it's a pretty cool little flick It was hard
0: because I felt like there were a couple of different directions, but what I spent most of my time trying to find and was unable to find is another family that makes horror movies together because I think that's like the coolest fucking thing ever.
1: The Vicious Brothers, they weren't even brothers though. They don't even go by that anymore. What do they go by? I think they've separated. Uh Uh-oh. Colin Minahan and Stuart Ortiz. Of course, the folks behind Grave Encounters, but I don't know what they do now. Oh, I mean, it looks like uh, Colin Minahan is actually doing an Urban Legend reboot. Really? That's kind of fun. It does appear like Colin Minahan has taken the lead in terms of directing since Extraterrestrial. Memory did. Stains of Sands Reds, what keeps you alive. The Spiral that you liked more than... Because than anyone, you accidentally watched it instead of the Chris Rock one. But yeah, I don't know. Families that make films. I'm sure there's great examples of it.
0: Well, here's what I'm... Instead of that, I, I did one about family secrets. Okay. And this is one that I watched. One of the video nasties, actually. I watched it when I was my late teens guarantee you i paid attention to almost none of it well, yeah. but it's been on my list of this is what i really really need to rewatch. it's an important one it actually takes place in the pacific northwest i love movies that take place in the pacific northwest it's called unhinged it began as an idyllic weekend outing but something went wrong <laughs> Stranded, alone, or are they? Man, something really weird is going on around here. I don't think I know that one. Don't look anything up about it, because if you look anything uh, up about it... See, I
1: thought it was the 2020 Russell Crowe one, because no, I did no, see No, no, 82, that 82.
0: Uh, if you look it up, it's frequently compared to another horror movie, which will then completely Spoil ruin it. the Shyamalan huh. for you. Okay. But it was very low budge, and it was filmed in Portland, Oregon. So there's no
1: synopsis that you're willing to provide?
0: Well, I'm going to say that it's about uh, three young women. Okay. There's a car accident. Dang. And they are taken in by this family in this mansion in rural Pacific Northwest, so outside of Portland, obviously not in Portland. Then they are stalked by a violent murderer.
1: I like that. That sounds fun.
0: It deals with some themes that I'm sure, uh, well, yeah, I'm just, yep, I'm just going to zip it. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin
1: anything. Is this something that you revisited or you just... No, I'm going to,
0: uh, but when I was reading about it, it's funny, and this is why I jumped on Sasquatch so quickly. The premise is that these three girls, they're college friends, and they're going to a music festival in Washington, Oh, okay. which is interesting because first of
1: all... Sasquatch, for folks who don't know, is a music festival. Well, it was. Oh,
0: did they quit doing it? Oh, they quit doing it like
1: 12 years ago? In the the city of Seattle. No,
0: it, it was actually in George Washington. Halfway between Seattle. Uh, Sasquatch and took place in Seattle. No, I points. promise you, I went to all nine of them? out of twelve. What's of the them. one I'm thinking of? What's um, the other festival? Bumble, in
1: Bumble Shoot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Darn not it.
0: Sasquatch. Darn it, Sasquatch! I went to all of them, and it was not. Shoot. It was at George at the Gorge. You are correct, George yeah. at the Gorge. Uh, but they were going to a music festival in rural Washington, and I was like, "Wait a second! There were music festivals in rural Washington of in course. 1982? Come on now." I mean, I didn't know that. I thought there was pretty much like Woodstock, and then Woodstock '99, and then, Woodstock 99 and then Sasquatch. <laughs> Woodstock, Woodstock
1: '99, with Limbisket and all the boys. And then that, out. that
0: one down in you know California that is all flat. You can't see anything. Coachella. Yeah, that one.
1: It's in a valley, Kelly. Yeah, but it's a flat area. You can't. See, like, uh, most festivals take. Well, I guess I was going to say, but Sasquatch. The, the gorge is very hilly. Very <laughs> teary Stop it quit doing that. (laughs) This is why I hate these mic stands.
0: These mic stands I don't like for other reasons. I'm going to make you come
1: to the real studio one of these days. When we get back, we're not going outside. We're going to the real studio. I love the outside. You want to go outside but I want to take a peek in the back room because Uh. it's where we do the ceremony where we welcome and initiate some new members of the Friday Society. Of course. Abby S. Abby S. 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 now, Abby's a good friend of the show. Yes. She's written so many great articles at FrightDay.com. She's incredible. And she's now an official member of the Friday Society. Oh, boy.
0: I mean, she's a really good writer. Do you think maybe she'll help me do research? I
1: mean, maybe she'll write some notes for you. That's I would co-
0: love some notes. Please, Abby. <laughs> and
1: oddly enough, I didn't do this on purpose. I'd like to welcome and initiate... Jacob S. Oh
0: well I know what Jacob's initiation is. Also a
1: pretty talented writer for Friday.com. Uh-huh.
0: Jacob, I would like you to please put together Uh-oh. a dissertation.
1: No, please. A
0: short one. Like twelve pages. A short one. Th- on everything wrong with the scary of sixty first.
1: Well, it's going to be short. He's just going to say the same words like a a Bart Simpson essay or something. Just repeat the same thing.
0: No, I I feel like he's probably come around now. I
1: don't think that's true. I think he actually got like a special edition of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Loves it. Bragging about it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, he's got good opinions on a few things. Just not very many. He's still a nice guy, though hey we're uh, jacob we're putting the kid in a summer camp for skateboarding maybe you can send us some tips for...
1: it, you're saying that because of his kickflip of the day thing he's yeah doing. yeah it's great he's, he's really good with yeah. the, the boards uh i am not thank you guys so much if you want to join the friday society it's pretty easy Call.frightday.com. go there do that and we'll uh mm. we'll be welcoming you very soon you get a bunch of stuff by the way the coolest stuff speaking of cool i don't i i don't know
0: you don't know what
1: i don't know how to segue into the the next part of the show
0: well i think we should just talk about for everybody who's watched it
1: we got to play the music and then i gotta do my opening yeah um it's time to talk hellbender Yeah. yeah
0: hope you're enjoying your visit here this evening. Now, on with the show.
1: Hellbender is a 2022 American horror film written and directed by Toby Poser, John Adams and Zelda Adams. What's up? What's wrong?
0: I just realized what I should have done for my staff
1: pick. What 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 what, what would it be?
0: Do you remember that it was like a pseudo horror movie cartoon that we got to have access to last year, borderline anime but not quite anime? No. What? What are you talking about it was about a witch band cartoon yeah you just just pulled up the hex girls from scooby-doo hmm. no i'm not talking about the hex girls that's all right just keep going no I'll find no, it no I'll we're not in so how that
1: works <laughs> i'll give
0: you a second uh, 20, yep there we go Yes. Earwig and the Witch. I don't know what that
1: is. Okay. Be real quick.
0: It was a Netflix animated. Nope, it wasn't Netflix. I lied about that. Uh,
1: Is that what it is, though? Yeah,
0: Earwig and the Witch. Earwig and the Witch was a Japanese animation fantasy film, but it was obviously about witches and it had a plot about a woman who played in a rock band That's well. and then had a daughter
1: okay so and
0: she was a witch wow but then the rest of it takes a very different turn oh by the way spoiler
1: huh cool great work <laughs> um you're nailing it glad i came back
0: I just- nobody knows that Jesus. they're witches for a while so never mind
1: are we cutting that no one else is watching this bullshit cartoon
0: this is a horror no, but i just said it's the reason i picked it because it was that's a, fine about a witch who has a daughter no one cares about the band. spoiler for it so i'm
1: talking about the spoiler for the movie we watched tonight no with everyone else are witches Do they, a, does everybody know they're witches i think it's pretty obvious i don't know i thought they might be werewolves i thought they could Get be vampires my face you didn't think they could
0: Vampires no. or werewolves? I didn't know. Okay. I thought they could be witches.
1: Get it on the rails yeah. Okay.
0: Well, there you go. Your wig and the witch. Check it out. Pretty not fun, bad. actually. The girls liked it.
1: The show's not for girls. It's for mm-hmm. adults.
0: I mean, we actually got we got it through Fright Day, I'm just saying. Like, it was actually I guess a you real are right. connection. Yeah,
1: yeah. 16-year-old Izzy leads an isolated life on a lonely mountaintop. All she's learned is from her protective mom and the wilderness that swallows them. Questioning her illness... And starved for companionship, Izzy sneaks down the mountain where she befriends brazen Amber. Izzy is in heaven, until a cruel drinking game with a live worm unleashes a new kind of hunger. Confused and scared, Izzy appeals to Mom for answers, but Mom's secrets are as old and dark as the bloodline from which they're born, and her grip is tight. Nature can only sleep for so long, and when it wakes, it's hungry as hell. The Adams family. Okay,
0: uh, that was just.
1: What? You don't snap when you say it? No. This is single D Adams, uh, move over Gomez, Morticia, and the children. There's a new spooky and kooky family in town. I did write all this, and after you called me out, it doesn't, it feels worse. <laughs>
0: It was a great joke. I love the Adams family. Jesus
1: Christ. So they're not new, new. However, Toby Poser, her husband, John Adams, and their daughters, Zelda and Lulu, they make up Wonder Wheel Productions. This is from their website Wonder Wheel. Wait, what what are you going to say? It's a good name?
0: Yeah, it's a fun fun name.
1: It epitomizes a can-do attitude towards independent filmmaking. As cast and crew, they write, act, and shoot. They produced, direct, edit, and score. They're a small team up for a wildly creative ride. In 2010, the family bought a camera and some mics, and they hit the American highway. Befriending coastlines, mountains, and deserts, they shot Wonder Wheel's first feature film, Rumble Strips a fictional tale of how one family navigates lost love and an impeding prison sentence. Oh! Their second feature, Knuckle Jack, is a tale of small-town life, lovable losers, and larceny, shot in New York's Catskill Mountains. I've always wanted to visit the Catskills.
0: Yeah, me too. Different reasons, though, like dirty dancing related
1: for me. Don't but... know anything about that. The third feature, The Shoot, a dark commentary on fame, fashion, and rock and roll, was shot in downtown London and the contrasting desert reaches of Joshua Tree. That's fun. They're going all over the place. Fourth feature, Halfway to Zen, a portrait of a banged-up family that reunites despite some crappy odds, revisits upstate New York. All the films had successful runs on the independent film circuit, winning awards including jury and audience awards coast-to-coast and overseas.
0: And you turn and say toast to
1: toast. I did almost, yeah. <laughs> it's it was really just a reference good. to our program, <laughs> Me. where you get Me. wasted and talk about movies. Me, and so and then things get darker, and the team stepped into my radar. The The movie, though, that isn't on their list on their website, what, what was that that you were talking about? The Hated. The Hated, the Hated. So that's not that's not on their website, I'm I sure wonder it is why. somewhere, but I, I don't know. The film where I first heard about these guys was called The Deeper You Dig,
0: okay. And that's the one that Robert Eglund. Egger? No, England, whatever. Freddy Krueger.
1: Robert England. It
0: was just a lightly pronounced
1: end. I don't think you pronounced it right. I didn't. Was he in that? No, but he was giving shout-outs to how great it was. Well, a lot of people liked it, including one of our writers, Jacob, who is a member of the Friday Society. Hey, Jacob, of...
0: thanks for telling me to watch that one. He
1: uh, wrote a review for it. We covered the release on Friday.com, the trailer, and Why the Why don't we watch it for the show? Well, <laughs> A bit embarrassing. I found it to be um, what I saw looked too amateurish for my taste. Oh, I I would have loved it. Well, maybe. I've heard really, really good things. I mean, it got picked up and distributed by Dark Sky Films, and it ran, I mean, pretty successfully across VOD platforms. I'm sure it had some sort of limited theatrical. But yeah, I mean, you know me, Kelly. Sometimes I let aesthetics get in the way of yes, a good movie. You um, do. I get stuck on book covers.
0: But then, luckily, this one was really pretty, so you're well, able yeah, to watch. This I mean, one.
1: after watching this film, I definitely want to work backwards. I want to watch the deeper you dig. Okay, good. Uh, tonight's film, Hellbender, snatched up by Shutter ahead of its premiere at the 25th annual Fantasia Film Festival. And, you know, Zelda got a lot of attention this year, the youngest daughter And this. There's a Vogue article that got written about her. It's called This 18-Year-Old Filmmaker and Gucci Model Has Reinvented the Concept of Home Movies. There's going to be a link for that in the show notes of this episode. Of course there sure is.
0: They got a cool New York Times piece about the whole fam. Really? I didn't yeah. see that one. But. Oh, it's very interesting because the parents have a very unorthodox background.
1: I heard that they met in New York City that yep. the dad asked the mom to go to a punk concert. Well, they
0: met at a punk concert. Is that I what think.
1: it was? Maybe it's a first date punk concert situation.
0: Yeah. Then Lulu was
1: brought into this world.
0: Well, Lulu was, you know, growing, and so they were like, "We should get married," and then they got married. Oh, that's nice. And then and Zelda, she wore a Zelda red came dress at some point. She wore a red dress for the wedding because she knew that. Uh, I think she said that she's I not figured Zelda. the cat was out of the bag. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's fun. That would be Toby Poser as the mother.
0: Yep. But both of them were actors, models, voice actors. Yeah.
1: John John Adams was a pretty successful model, it appears. He was- uh, Yeah, but then he
0: got lymphoma.
1: Really? So he was in for Gucci, Armani, and Calvin Klein in the 90s.
0: Yep. But then he got lymphoma and had to spend 10 months doing chemo. Wow. And his career kind of got off track. So then he decided to start a rock band called Banana Fish Zero.
1: That's fun. I like that. It's a jam, bam, bam.
0: Yep, and he would perform at bars in New York in his underwear. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess that's what you do if you're like an underwear model and you can't do it anymore. Then you just form a band and you perform Mm -hmm. those songs in your underwear mean,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toby and John, Toby's an actress. When they lived in LA, John worked in reality TV.
0: Well, they were bouncing back and forth because they got this land in upstate New York. In the
1: Catskills, yeah.
0: And it was actually land that belonged to his parents and they started building on it. Cool. Basically used his own carpentry skills and started building this really simple shack. They were making ends meet based on toby's voice acting gigs really yeah and apparently like every time she'd get a check they'd be like okay we can pour the foundation now okay we can buy windows i
1: like that yeah
0: so they've got lulu then zelda came around and
1: zelda i should say that that article in vogue was it was written i think highlighting her work with the family as well as becoming a a model herself for gucci which is pretty that's i've got my own feelings i know you have feelings but that's i mean undeniably an achievement you know I think that her
0: filmmaking is a much bigger achievement.
1: I mean, time will tell, of course.
0: Filmmaking takes skill. (sighs) Not just the way you look.
1: Talent. I've seen enough episodes of America's Next Top Model to know that it's not just looking no, no, good. No,
0: no, no, no. But I'm just saying, yes. well yeah. let's
1: let's move forward into this. I
0: mean like Fessenden. You can look like Fessenden and make great
1: movies. It's funny that you you bring him up because that's kind of the energy that I get from this family, scrappy in their filmmaking. They are very scrappy. And, and I got that from early Fessenden work as they well. They also
0: just they seem I mean very very unorthodox. They were moving back and forth between New York and LA. Mm -hmm. And then finally, that's when they decided that they were going to make rumble strips. But what I find interesting is a lot of that was driven by the fact that mama of the house couldn't get work because she was almost 40. You got to make the work. And in an industry that treats you as nothing more than a face, uh, you don't get to have as much say in your career, especially if you don't have giant clout by the time you hit that age. You know, somebody like Reese Witherspoon can bend things a little bit more her direction because she's got a lot of power, but she she started her own production company and stuff and was able to become popular when she was young so that she was still able to get work when she was old and hopefully like rewrite some of that narrative for women in Hollywood. But anyhow, so that's where the first movie came about. I mean, it's pretty interesting You had mentioned that Lulu, the older sister, Mm -hmm. was in college. I don't know if she's in
1: college. I know that she's in Florida now.
0: Okay, so she went to college at Lewis and Clark, which I thought was really interesting. Where's that? It's in Portland. Okay. It's a real popular one.
1: Well, I only mentioned Lulu because I guess up until this point, she had been more hands-on in the making of these films. But now this film, it's just written and directed by Zelda mom and dad.
0: And I get the sense that that's because most of it was done while she was away at college. whatever, okay. So Byron, you let me know that it starts off real slow. And I didn't so say slow. I, was I like, don't think
1: I said slow. I said, you know how I said that I didn't want to cover The Deeper You Dig because it felt a little amateurish. Some of that is still here. It's just there's there's a certain charm at maybe minute 20 where I kind of like embrace what the film was and right. moved past it, I guess. It was just
0: funny because when I turned it on and I was like, wait, what? Well, because it
1: opens with a f- witch hanging?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like a shooting and then some like intestinal eatings yes. and I'm like what? I, I, might, I might have Slow? not
1: I could have clarified my thoughts yeah, a little but bit but now I,
0: I do get what you Because
1: although I about. mean Zelda and, and Toby are mother and daughter in real life, yes. it still felt a little uncomfortable at the beginning with the establishing of the characters. I
0: didn't feel like it was uncomfortable.
1: Well, you're, I'm a bit more sensitive. But...
0: I also work with a lot of teenage girls oh, and so... their mothers and that relationship and also like I was a crazy teenage daughter at one point. Were you? I mean, yeah. I was Jeez. awful. I mean, really? I didn't do drugs, but I was awful in all the other ways.
1: Does it open with their band playing? Do I want to
0: get yeah, this to get it does. this out of the way? Well,
1: after the after, after the, the
0: slow open. Of
1: course. Yeah. The, you know, the slow open. But you know what's missing, don't you? little bass solo? No. What? <laughs> I have a pet peeve, and I'll get all the pet peeves out of the way. When people don't know how to play drums or play drums well, and they play drums on screen, like as someone who knows how to play drums and has been in bands before, it's, it's really easy to spot. And it's just, I guess, another thing that can suck me out real quick. Like, I'm not saying Zelda is completely out of the loop in terms of playing drums. It was just pretty obvious that that wasn't her primary instrument. It wasn't, like... Because I know that they did record the soundtrack to this, which I... Enjoyed quite a bit of this band that her mother and her have. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, but
0: but it was like no Jack White on a guitar. Get like the Famarello on a guitar. Just walk out, okay.
1: <laughs> and also, I'm I'm not really into bass and drum bands. Like mother's playing bass and and Izzy's on the drums. Oh, oh, well. um, so it was just like anything from town, some bass strings. All right, we'll get there. (laughs) Maybe, probably not. That was great. That was great. So, that took me out for a second, but I guess we're quickly learning a little bit about the relationship between Mother and Izzy. Izzy is told that she can't go to town. I'm making the trip to town tomorrow. You want anything? Can I come? Can I have some charcoal pencils and drumsticks, please?
0: Sure. Hey. That was good practice tonight.
1: Yeah. Love you, Iz. Love you. Kind of like a my heart but can't beat unless you tell it to type situation. which is
0: why I was like she's a vampire
1: or (laughs) she's a werewolf. All right. Well, maybe we'll learn quickly what the situation is. But uh, Izzy has told that she's sick and she can't go to town. And I'm sure that she's been told this most of her life, all of her life. So... It kind of makes the question a little bit interesting why she's asking that now, but it's, it's pretty obvious that she's becoming more of a woman and is craving the independence that she's so desperately needing. Yeah. yeah, She sneaks out while her mom's gone and goes and enjoys the forest a little bit. It's pretty obvious what the situation is. It's a witchy type family, Kelly.
0: I mean, they are pretty witchy. So a couple interesting things to give some family tethers to this story Mm -hmm. in the real Adams family.
1: Oh, talking about Toby?
0: Yeah. Well, number one, you probably read about the part with her cancer.
1: I didn't actually, which is interesting. Oh, okay.
0: Well, we can talk about that too. So she found out... Toby got cancer too? Yeah. She found out she had been a donor baby... I knew that. Her mom confessed this on her deathbed, and her mom said, yeah, we have no idea who your biological father is. <sighs> on the deathbed? Yeah. And so she that like, really freaked her out, and obviously has themes present in this movie. Yeah. Uh, also, when they first started shooting, she found out she had endometrial cancer and had to have a hysterectomy.
1: Dang. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of... Uh...
0: Yeah. So she talks about how this became a very personal thing, even writing the story, because you know there's she was done having kids probably but, but still so there's there's, a, there's this, a
1: part of losing your ability
0: right and just losing your
1: power as a, it's the thing it, that you can do ways. as a woman right you know? and
0: like, and i think that she was feeling that way and so that also comes into play in the themes of the movie
1: yeah a lot of later half stuff but i think we can definitely talk a bit about yeah. i mean you as a mother to your children are almost out the door right Oh, God, no, but, that but, so but that's a fear that you're gonna have to address mm-hmm. at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, we
0: do need to have a third kid, Sam.
1: Stop, don't do this to him. <laughs> don't do it to him. While, while on one of these excursions, Izzy goes to a neighbor's house. I'm Nizzy. Amber. I'm your neighbor. I live up on that mountain. Which mountain? That mountain. Well, that's news to me. You want to be your neighbor? Yeah, she shouldn't. She's
0: not supposed to talk to anyone.
1: Well, But she meets Amber, who's played by Lulu Adams, which is her sister in real life. But... Well, are you going to be creepy or are you going to come over? Amber is at a pool, very nice pool. I haven't seen a big pool like that. It's a good pool. Yeah. Are you going to sit the fuck down or what? (laughs) I'm sick. What, do you got an STD? I'm just fucking with you. Sit. I can't get close to people. None of us can. I'll sit. It is not her pool. It's a. Turns pool. out, no. Belongs to some city idiots. Where are you at home? I got a babysitting gig tonight. What? This isn't your home. <laughs> you thought I lived here? No fucking way. I just sneak in and use their pool. Somebody's got to use it. They're city idiots. They'll never know.
0: It's a, which is a fun word. That was fun. I
1: like that city, word a lot. City idiots. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is the first time that that Izzy's really experienced. I mean, I guess in the movie, I'm sure that she's talk to strangers at some point in her life right
0: i mean but not many it seems no
1: very uncomfortable sequence but also that's i mean that's where zelda's acting acting chops really kind of turn on in this
0: yeah if did you notice something that in the scenes that were shot with lulu they're always like a decent distance away from each other yeah yeah fun fact she came home to help with this movie after they came up with the idea. Cool. But it was the middle of the pandemic, and she wasn't part of their pod. Oh,
1: and so they wow. had to do
0: stuff at a distance because they were, thank God, taking it seriously.
1: That's really interesting. I hadn't considered that at all. Eh? It's funny because a lot of the times I am quickly internally alerted to if it's a pandemic movie, but I didn't even think about that with this one. So that yeah. says something about... They
0: like, did it. Over, yeah about yeah. what they're doing well they wrote it in well enough that it wasn't
1: yeah well, yeah because izzy's mom told her that she had x-linked severe combined immunodeficiency disorder which when she comes back later for this pool party to meet a couple other folks uh, one of them is in med school and is like that only happens dude usually to dudes, dudes. And, and people don't live past five months so yeah
0: but you see you're like superhuman
1: i guess and well a dude she is kind of a superhuman dude kelly well, because
0: she's self-reproducing
1: we'll get to that for heck's sake um hex uh, <laughs> all right so she's at this party have you ever been to a party where people like pour tequila and with worms put in an them? earthworm in it nope never done that one random cup got the earthworm and she just so happened to get that as well
0: but she's a vegan a she's... real strict one i'm vegetarian you were a vegetarian. Now you're a wormitarian. Oh, come on, guys, leave her alone. I'll have the worm.
1: No, them's the rules. You get the worm. You eat the worm. Come on, kid. It'll give you superhuman strength. Hold your nose. You won't even taste it. But uh, she decided, since she's you know being pressured by peers, of course. <laughs> yep. It's time to drink this worm. She does it. She has a pretty negative reaction. <coughs> 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 And it happens at a pretty inopportune time as the city it's come back home and everyone has to kind of run. And she's having this really gnarly reaction to having eaten this worm. I guess turns off her friendship with Amber real quick when she tries to strangle her. Uh, it was a light strangle, let's be honest. It was, it was very light. It wasn't that bad. Could have been, could have been going any number of directions.
0: <laughs> sure. Really. Like,
1: who knows? But that bloody bodacious earthworm it really upset her belly and mind, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Is it at this point, though? I mean, she kind of comes clean to her mother about the well, changes that she's kinda feeling. kind
0: of comes clean.
1: They have a discussion about how...
0: Well, yeah, but it, it turns out that she really didn't come very
1: clean at all.
0: Why? You keep, you keep alluding to the finale
1: of this. Stop. Well, you, you
0: find out very quickly... That she didn't come fully clean.
1: It's hinted at that she didn't come fully clean. But at at this point, we learn the history of their family from the mother. A a partial history.
0: Yeah, we learn a partial history.
1: That magic comes from fear and death and pumping blood. So when she ate this worm, that's why she, as a hellbender. As a hellbender. Which is what is sort of demon it's been around since it's like a demon witch combo yeah which is interesting i don't know if it's a real thing because when i looked up hellbender it's just a about a foot long salamander oh
0: i i know it's that too i'm sure it's a real
1: thing you
0: think so i don't know seems like it should be if it isn't
1: i don't know Yeah, i mean if not it's really interesting lore that they've created how are they able to eat the things that they were before because they're witchy so they're eating raspberry roots and moss but
0: she's been there with her mom since they were since she was five so she wouldn't know that that's not normal
1: yeah i mean i guess it was really interesting visually to see these plates of things that they'd foraged which are like pine cones and Mm -hmm. branches Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool i like that and you know for someone who didn't really enjoy the cinematography initially it really did grow no no i didn't i liked it as it went on i also like the practical effects a lot of mouth, dark red mouth blood
0: in this. Yeah, lots of very deep, thick blood. Lots Was she of nicking guts. the inside
1: of her mouth with her fingernail? Yep. It's a cool move it was a cool never seen that before
0: i mean it's a really good idea because your mouth heals fast
1: it does yeah and you can get a
0: whole lot out of there of course then you got to taste it
1: (laughs) come (laughs) on it's just salty not that bad right like it okay well blood is a uh, i feel
0: like i recognize the mom from something though
1: okay i mean
0: did you recognize her not not really i guess no No? all right well then never mind
1: (laughs) with her mother she decides i guess with her mother's um, assistance they begin experimenting a little bit Branching out her palate.
0: Well, and it's very clear that there is this crazy power that comes from taking the life of something else. Yeah. Which is why her mother has had her as a vegan
1: for so long. But it's also why... Is her mom also limiting her food as well like i guess i mean yes i assume i'm just saying like are we not seeing something like
0: yeah her mom has very deliberately strangled that part of herself as well yeah because she doesn't want she knows
1: what what could happen yeah i think it's fair to say that she has a complicated relationship with her mother the mom does
0: oh yeah she does have a complicated relationship with her mother yeah And she wants to make sure that her relationship with her daughter is very different from that. Yes. Not gonna... The the
1: way that they handle themes of... I mean, this is definitely... I don't know. As a guy, I can can recognize that this is a, a story of women coming of age and mothers dealing with that as well. Well,
0: and it is, I guess... Yeah, I I think there are a whole lot of themes in here, a whole lot of themes. I
1: mean, I'm I'm less able to speak on that.
0: I think that there's a whole lot about femininity in general. I think there's obviously a lot about a father's role or lack thereof because Mm -hmm. we've got the personal story going on with Toby, and then the idea in this movie is that these hellbenders essentially are self-procreating. Because the devil is the father of all of them. Sure. Yeah. Kind of an interesting thought there. And that's how
1: ferns reproduce too. With the devil.
0: With the devil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's why they always die in my presence. Because I'm just such a good guy. But
0: there's this back and forth between the mother and daughter. And there's a bit of a power struggle that's kind of subtly going on. And I think that's a lot of what you see with coming of age between
1: yeah teenage- with that sort teenagers. of re- rebellion story yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah which is i mean it, 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 when it comes to young ladies rebelling it's a little different when it's a hellbender uh, yeah hellbender does make it very very different you can start seeing that uh her powers are uh, changing, becoming more uh, focused. Even small lines, like when the mom is standing outside the door waiting to talk to her daughter, she she says through the door, "I can hear you hearing me." The the dreams that they've been kind of
0: lucid dreaming, astral projecting, which catching is, up I mean, with each
1: other. That and that was a really cool uh, device in this to yeah. further explain this the hellbender lore, which I yeah. liked. And when they trip out on eating things like worms, that white room where they're barfing on each other with the blood, that was really fun.
0: The whole thing was very well done and seemed to be much more polished than I was expecting. Totally. Coming into a homemade family movie.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's why I left feeling so positive about this yes like, me too i mean there were certainly some elements like i mentioned up top that i thought were a little bit lacking like the music as a theme if you're gonna continually come back to this they're in a band together thing, yes i don't know maybe like don't fake play drums on it repeatedly you know it's so funny i think
0: that's something that you would
1: notice i maybe I, so maybe it worked maybe it, it, it th- didn't
0: stick out to me yeah i also wasn't looking that closely sure. at those portions and i did like the songs
1: They did a good job with that. And as the story fleshed out, I think that the characters' relationship became a little bit stronger when at the beginning it felt a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they shot an order or something. And yeah. you know, it could be one of those types of situations. But as someone who was pretty hesitant to jump into the Adams family work, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised with this quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And I agree.
1: For those reasons, I guess I can say, I give Hellbender. bass strings.
0: I think I might have liked this movie more than you, Byron. I think the whole mother-daughter thing is both personally relevant and also just relevant to what I see a lot of the time. And then I do love witches, and I love the cat skills. I love the idea of this movie, and it made me want to go make a movie with my family. So have got might, a whole
1: crew downstairs. Let's wake them up.
0: Yeah, let's Come let's on, get them. We can get the grandparents. See, that's what this doesn't have. This doesn't have any grandparents, grandparents in. Yeah. I feel like we could get the grandparents in. I'm glad to hear that they will be making one more horror movie before Zelda ships off to college. Because is that true? It is. Uh, it's their third horror movie. And, I mean, they may do more as a family, too, but Zelda's most likely going to college in New York, and she's about to... Finish up and head that direction. I so might,
1: I think she might break big. I just hope that with the Gucci modeling, I
0: hope that the things that normally happen to models don't happen to her. I really hope. I give uh, this movie eight point two drops of
1: Huckleberry tears to make your vision better. And those are our thoughts, of course, on Hellbender, which is available now exclusively on Shutter. I don't know when it's going to be out on VOD, but I mean, of course. Just get Shutter. Get shutter. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, it's not like one... Kelly uses my account. No, not even a little. No, the next one uh, is set in the Great Depression. You know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Love period, period piece. But... Love them. <laughs> Uh, let's see what they can do with it. I want to know what you think about Hellbender. Reach out to us on uh, Twitter, Instagram. It's at Friday. You could send us an email, contact at com. We can have a talk about it in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Friday, which I don't fucking like it there. I'm hanging out at com. I said it. Go to Discord, folks. Yeah. Okay. Hanging on Zuckabuck's website. That's what Mike Lindell calls it. Doesn't
0: he own Discord, too?
1: Bezos owns Discord.
0: Oh, great. So much better.
1: No, he owns Twitch. Who owns Discord? I don't know. I forgot. Kelly. Shop.FrightDay.com, of course. It's where you can get... Uh-oh. All kinds of stuff. T-shirts. Is that more sauce? These are two different hot sauces that we're sampling for our follow-up to, of Uh-oh. course, Gates of Hell Chipotle hot sauce, which who knows if it's available right now. Make me sick. Very likely sold out. But uh, we're a hot sauce company now. Shop.friday.com. When are you making those fucking tea towels? Tea towels coming soon. Lots of stuff. But uh, go go there, of course. You heard early in the episode, we were talking about called.friday.com, the Fright Day Society, the FDS. Join it if you want... More of this, or if you just like what we're doing, you get uh, bonus episodes of Captain Kelly's Cryptids and Conspiracies, Byron's Serial Corner, The Writer's Room, Toast to Toast, PM with Wine Kelly, and a a weekly episode of Behind the Screams, which, of course, is the show behind the show in all March. We're doing IFC Midnight Madness, the bracket-style competition to determine the best thing that IFC Midnight has released. That was intense, Kelly. (laughs) IFC Midnight Madness. I see you're looking at your phone instead of paying attention.
0: I was reading... um ukraine stuff no i was reading up on comments from the last two months from people on uh discord
1: oh okay well that's mm-hmm. fun maybe do that later okay and more frequently
0: i know um, i'm unsure am unsure I doing a pinky of each of these or what <laughs> you
1: don't need to taste them i guess but we if you'd like to, to taste test i well yeah i just didn't know if you want to do that right now i
0: but... might as well no time like the present
1: um okay well that's fine here we um, go we're gonna
0: just do one little cinema
1: autopsy little dabble Drop in one of those with the abyss where kelly yelled at me about nuclear weapons are
0: nuclear weapons scary <laughs> apparently th- i'm dumb because i think they are the first
1: 10 episodes of fright day you can get those two at uh, cult.frightday.com
0: Ooh, interesting this one has this thing on top yes yeah, that has is a, that is more is of a
1: liquidy that's more of like a cayenne okay, almost a tabasco hold on are we ready, ready? sure i guess ready. Okay, yeah fine. if you want to what one did you start with yeah, that's you did terrible. the wrong thing.
0: That's the worst thing I've ever had. So
1: that's called a hotter than hell. That's a ghost pepper that you'd land me, you led with.
0: Fuck
1: <laughs> Why me. did you do that? It's seventy percent ghost pepper. Fucking
0: extract? shit! It's gross. <laughs> oh no! It makes me want to drink that whole bottle now. Oh.
1: Jesus. Okay, well, we should probably end the show really quick. This one. Kelly and Tell. I am not having my face on this one. Well, it is it's different. It
0: tastes like regurgitated vomit blended with ghost pepper.
1: You heard that here first, folks. Oh, my God. Oof, it is hot. It is very hot. It's
0: not that it's it's gross in addition to being hot.
1: We have a case of this yeah, already. don't sell
0: that. <laughs> oh no don't let anyone buy that well i have to don't give it to anyone either well you taste that yet i
1: have it's not that bad it's awful it's pretty good you're not really selling it (laughs) jumping chips in your mouth (laughs) this is a nightmare that didn't go the way i thought it should. it hurts so bad that didn't go well
0: hold on i got some
1: I we, Kelly, until <laughs> next week, where are you going to be?
0: Born. fucking bleach on my tongue.
1: Jeez, that might taste worse. <laughs> all right, dumping ah. a bunch of seeds in her mouth. Oh. What are you, a hellbender? Come on. <laughs> all right.
0: Oh, what a chaotic so ending to this one, I, huh? It's all burning.
1: Yeah, at uh, Kelly Fright Day on Twitter and inst- uh, Instagram's different, but. Uh, <gasps> kelly at friday.com is your email address oh yeah. my
0: god it's not going away no it doesn't it's never going away
1: yeah the pain stays this is your life now <laughs> and i'm at byron mccoy on twitter and instagram byron at friday.com of course it's my email address don't want anyone eat that well it's gonna be for sale pretty soon here and <laughs> until next friday where uh we're gonna be uh, talking montauk oh, i'm byron oh hotter than hell coming soon <laughs> it hurts so bad. And stay scared. You've been listening to an audiowo original produced by Byron McCoy. Theme music provided by cemeteries. For more programs like this, visit audiowall.co.